0: This is the mibtonline.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at mibtonline.com. Now, here's the show. Well, hello everyone. I'm Tim Kiefer for mibtonline.com. Welcome to our first ever live streaming basketball meeting. As you can see, I'm in the control room tonight. You guys see enough of my face on uh, the, the football stuff. So I decided that uh, it's time for me to go back in the control room and, and press all the buttons and have a good time doing this, because let me tell you, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to do this MIBTownline.com thing. And we, we appreciate everybody who has you know, joined us and, and who is, we had a couple people join today. So I want to thank everybody. Who has done that for us? So I'm gonna run through our announcements here real quick before we then get on to the meeting because I want everybody to kind of know what we're doing. So I'm gonna pull up, I'm gonna pull up our our PowerPoint presentation. So tonight is our first ever basketball meeting. You can see it, M IBT Online.com basketball training. I mean it's it's pretty cool to have this here, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So here's the here's what we got. So tonight, October 4th. We're going to have our announcements. We'll talk about traveling, verticality, uh, play of the week for this week. It's no different. You know, we're going to run our meetings similar to the way we run the football for the people who are, are uh, familiar with that. So it's a little kind of the same format there. And then we'll have some call-in questions. Hopefully, we'll have the uh, phone lines up and working. I did check them earlier today, but we, you, know, you never know what happens. You know? Unfortunately, we're not streaming on Facebook. Uh, Facebook changed their, um, their code on me. So, but we're on YouTube. We're on our internal uh, page. 100% free tonight, so you can check out uh, You can check out the, uh, the YouTube, uh, hopefully you're on that right now, and we we got Robert Ybarra checking out the chat room as well, we'll, we'll get to that here in a moment. Alright, so our announcements here, we're going to try to run through this real quick, membership. This is a really important thing. So tonight's free, we're kind of giving you an idea of what we're doing, it's, a, it's available on demand, it's going to be available on YouTube, it's going to be everywhere, so um, just thanks for watching this, but we'd like you to join us. $39 a year gets you every sport. If you're a football official, you can have football and basketball. If you're just a basketball, you get basketball. Heck, if you're a basketball and a baseball guy, we're going to add baseball in the fall. we got softball, volleyball, uh, soccer. we got that all coming your way. One membership fee gets you all, $39. Now, if you want to go $59, just $20 more, you'll get insurance. This is great. Not even NASO offers this type of insurance. They do offer the liability insurance, and we do. We'll offer you a million dollars liability insurance, but we also will give you... $10,000 of supplemental medical insurance, so if you're injured from the moment you pull out of your driveway, head to the game, something happens, this supplemental policy will pay for your deductibles, it will pay for uh, co-pays, anything like that, anything your regular health insurance doesn't cover. You're not going to find anything like that in any association, I guarantee it, so $59, that will get you that. So please consider joining us, the membership is uh, at mibtonline.com. So a podcast, we're going to make this into a podcast after we're all done. Now. You won't get to see the videos, but you can listen in your car and do whatever. So check out our podcast version of the meeting. You'll see that, or I'm sorry, you'll hear that here uh, hopefully in the next day or two. Also our Facebook page, if it's working, that's what's mibtonline.com. You got Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Officially Speak because that's where we do our polls. We have our live polling. We're going to have that for basketball as well. You want to go follow us on Twitter. Also YouTube. A lot of you are watching this probably on YouTube, but if you're not, you can go to our YouTube page. You'll see all of our officiating stuff. Not a lot of basketball stuff there yet, but there will be. It's all coming your way. So you want to check that out as well. So now, uh, part one, traveling. But before we get to that, it's my pleasure. I want to introduce our our basketball guy, the guy who's going to be driving us through our basketball uh, education, and we're really excited to have him. He's officiated state finals in Illinois. He's a sectional uh, finals both boys and girls. So he's well-rounded. He's got a lot of knowledge in regards to basketball. We're going to try to provide the same type of training. For those of you familiar with football, a lot of discussion, a lot of uh, philosophy, video intensive. But we want to welcome him in as part of our team, Dave Chris, Dave, thanks
1: for being here today. I'm going to turn things over to you. How are you, Dave? Tim, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Um, It's exciting times. uh, Even uncertain times, unfortunately. We know that we've got people who have joined us from all around the country. Uh, It's different times depending on where you live. But I'm excited uh, for a new basketball season, as everybody is Uh, here in Illinois. We anticipate a start uh, of November 30th for both the boys and the girls' side. That's a little bit later start than what we usually have and uh, so I can't think of any better way than to get ready for the season and to talk with each other about uh, basketball concepts philosophies and to get down and dirty with some plays Um, I want to thank you Tim for the opportunity to join you guys and uh, excited to be here I've got a face made for radio and a voice made for cartoons but I appreciate the fact you let me be on here as well so um, with that um, we are going to uh, talk about a couple things tonight, a couple different topics, uh, which are uh, I've, I've selected for a couple different reasons. One is, uh, these are topics that are not uh, two- or three-person mechanic-specific. Uh, this is free training tonight. We want this to be something that everybody who's tuned in, either live or later on through the podcast and uh, uh, the video stream, we want you to be able to gain something from this, and I think you're going to. Uh, I've called this uh, this meeting vertically challenged. Uh, that'll make more sense to you as we get into the second half. But we're going to talk about two major topics tonight, and the reason why I've picked these are, uh, and as I said, uh, because um, they aren't two or three person mechanics specific. But secondly, these are topics that are important to the coaches that we are officiating with. Uh, if you look at the the preseason guides and the points of emphasis that have come out from NFHS over the last few years these are two of the things that we see repeated over and over again so with that um, let's get started um, one thing i want to also mention is that uh here at mibtonline.com we are not necessarily uh going to be a uh, straight out of the book um here's article one we're going to read that discuss that here's article two Um, those things aren't particularly exciting and uh, we do want you to be in your rule book uh, as it is so you're going to see a lot of things here as introductions to the videos uh, that I put together kind of as uh, the Cliff's Notes versions if you will and you'll hear me reference at times some some areas where we'd like you to go and just uh, reinforce these thinkings and these these understandings with uh, your own time in the rule book and the case book. So um, that's why you'll see in this thread, or this next slide here, um, we're going to talk about traveling again tonight and the first thing that's most important is to identify the pivot foot. Uh, We cannot call a travel if we cannot tell what the pivot foot is. So. First and foremost, before you do anything else in gaining an understanding of the traveling rule, we want you to be able to identify that pivot foot. Next, once the pivot foot is established and that pivot foot's then lifted, we know that the player can only shoot, pass, or call a timeout. Uh, the rule book, if we're looking only at 4 44, is going to say we can only shoot or pass. However, we know from uh, Rule 583A that calling a timeout is also an option. So uh, keep that in mind. Next, a dribble cannot be started after an established pivot foot has left the floor. This is probably the biggest area of, I would say, needed improvement for us as officials is uh, being able to identify when the ball has left the hand to start a dribble and whether or not the pivot foot has been lifted yet. Uh, if, we look about, if we look at uh, incorrect no calls where traveling is concerned, that's probably going to be our, our biggest area across the board. So with that, uh, we're going to start with some videos here. And one thing I want to say about these videos before we get too far down the road here is officiating is hard, right? So we are not here to um, bash or denigrate any of the officials that are on these games. Um, We want to use these as learning tools, right? I'm going to guess that if any of you have been officiating for any period of time, you will have seen a play like this and probably have missed it yourself uh... let's also keep in mind that we as officials only have one opportunity to get this play right and we don't get to see it in slow motion uh... as we're going to do in a lot of cases with these videos so let's keep that in mind um, and we want to hear your feedback and your comments through the uh... comment lines through the texting uh... tim will be putting up the the numbers through the night he, uh, we also know that uh, through the various uh, streaming media, you can submit uh, uh, messages as well. Robert is there uh, monitoring that, and we want to hear from you guys. Not only uh, for, in regards to these plays, but over time, we also want to hear what's important to you guys as well for future topics, and we'll talk about that moving forward as well. But let's get into some plays here. So. Um, my, my thought here is what we'll do is we'll go through and we'll watch these videos in real-time, probably twice, and then I'm going to send it over to uh, a member of our panel for discussion because I don't want to just be here talking. We want to hear from some of our other distinguished and very capable officials that we have within our group as well. So um, let's get started with that. I'll set this up by saying we've got uh, a front court throw-in on the end line here for uh, the black team. and We're gonna pay attention here to uh, number 24. He's gonna catch the inbound pass um, well outside the three-point line, and I'm gonna run this, and you're gonna be able to see what happens here. So again, uh, we're looking for travel, -travel. Mm non-travel. 24 is gonna set a pick. He's gonna go out well outside the three-point line, take one dribble, and then nail a three. Uh, But what happened in between there, uh is still up for discussion so let me go ahead and play that again okay a catch there a dribble and a good solid three-point shot nobody nobody really says too much about this but i want to throw this play over to jim elliott real quick jim uh, what have you seen from these from this uh, this loop here a couple times of watching this play? Do we see anything unusual here? I think
0: you're on mute. Oh, you no, I, I got I got to do that. Here, we'll turn him. It's my, my fault. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Go. Ahead. You,
2: you're good now. All right. Um, well, the first thing you see is like a pause uh, and maybe not gaining possession of the ball. One of the things that I try to try to think about is I don't want to guess on a travel I want to know it's a travel because if you're calling a travel you're taking a possession away from the team mm. and possessions are vitally important so if I'm going to call it travel I'm not going to guess and if I'm not sure it's a travel I'm not going to call it travel here one of the things that I you also have to think about is you have to be in position to see the ball um, and in this particular situation I'm not sure the trail was in good position to see if the dribbler had possession of the ball and when he gained possession of the ball. Mm-hmm. So although it might look like a travel, um, and it may be a travel, I can understand why the trail here did not call a travel because he couldn't see when the possession occurred and it looked sort of normal, but it allowed the the shooter to sort of uh, um, Gain possession of the ball and and settle himself to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm.
0: So real quick, uh, I'm gonna. I apologize. So Jim Elliott is one of our football guys who also officiates basketball. And Jim is uh, an interpreter in, in Pennsylvania. He's also uh, uh, he's done some D three and I think he's I think he's done some D two playoffs and stuff whatnot. So. Jim is one of our experts that we've, you know, we got the, we were lucky to have Bill Amani for football and others that we brought in across the country. Jim's one of the people we just, we brought in and thanks to Jim for, for, uh, you know, willing to join us and that's who Jim is. So it's just some people like, who's, who's Jim? Well, Jim is a, is a great dude and he's from Pennsylvania and he is helping us out. So Jim, Hey, thanks. Thanks for being with us. Really, really appreciate it. It's my pleasure.
1: Yeah, so, uh, Jim, again, thanks for, thanks for joining us and helping us out here. I, I really appreciate your perspective here. I'm wondering uh, if it's possible, Tim, for you to go wide on this play here. Uh, I've got it, um, I've got it uh, slow stream here. We're going to go kind of frame by frame here. The ball is halfway in the air to the uh, two number 24, and I'm just going to kind of advance this forward frame by frame. And, Jim, if you can just kind of walk us through what you're seeing here. Okay. So do we have a catch here at this point? You determine that to be possession.
2: Yeah, we got a catch there. But as I said, the trail is in a, is not a good position right now. Ideally, the trail should try to be at least at the 28 foot line. Usually there's a mark on the court where the 28 foot line is. He should be a lot lower. Um, You're going to talk about philosophy later on tonight. We want to try to be in the, right position to make the right call, to see the call. And right now, the trail, this is probably the worst position you can be because you're really looking at the the player's back. And now you see him moving over to the left, and he's just not in a good position to see the play and whether it's a travel or not. So ideally, you want to be at the 28-foot line or lower Mm -hmm. so that you can see uh, the ball uh, and when he possesses it.
1: Right. Okay. So let's look at this from a little bit different angle, uh, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this uh, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of throw it back to you and, uh, okay. for your opinion. But um, what we've got here is 24 catches a ball, takes a dribble, and then appears, our, our angle isn't good, but appears to gather with the left foot down and as a pivot foot. Now this isn't particularly important in this play necessarily because if we continue this forward frame by frame we're going to see that he picks up the left foot, he puts it back down, he picks up the right foot, he he puts it back down, and then he goes ahead and takes the shot. So forgetting about the mechanics for a second here, um, would you say in your opinion that we have a travel here and if so why is it important to even call this? Uh, We don't really have any defender out there um, you know, it's a, it's a wide open shot. Is, is this something that we want to, uh, to make a call on or is, would we consider this kind of a game interrupter? What do you think?
2: Well, like I, if, if I'm, I'm looking at maybe the same angle as the trail is, I'm looking at the guy's back. So I'm not going to guess, could it be a travel? Probably because you have a little, what we call a bunny hop which you're doing to gather the ball to get in the best position to shoot. So, in my opinion, this is sort of a game interrupter. No one's complaining about it. Um, if someone complained about it, you could, you could probably understand. But I'm, in, I'm not in a good position at the trail to, to make a judgment on whether this is a travel or not. And if I'm not in a good position, I'm not going to guess. I'm not going to call it travel. I would venture that this is more of a game interrupter at this point, from where the trail is located.
1: Okay. Very uh, good.
2: I got
0: a quick. I got a quick question. Maybe, uh, you know. Maybe let me ask you this, Jim. Okay. So, game interrupter. I'm. I'm. I'm all for that. You know. I'm not a big, big fan of the game interrupter. But what about gaining an advantage of having that player put his foot in the right position? To take the shot, if he has to shoot with the other foot, you might have a different result of the shot because now he's getting into that. He's taking, like you said, the bunny hop to get in that ideal shooting position. Wouldn't wouldn't this now fall into a category of he's gaining an advantage by that little extra, you know, movement? I understand. Like you you don't want if people aren't complaining, but what what would you how would you respond to that?
2: No, I can understand. Uh, I'm not trying to hedge back and forth, but. (laughs) I'm just saying that from this position where this trail is, I don't think he can make an accurate call on whether this is a travel or not. The bunny hop, I completely understand that that's part of the, the way that that a shooter will gather to get himself in the best position uh, that he's used to. So um, I can understand if someone called a travel on this, I can understand it, but I also can understand why it's not travel to me is the hardest call in basketball for me it's not block charge it's nothing like that travel because the kids are are so much quicker now and they're doing things that 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 you're not used to and uh, most of the time which was talked about before you got to find that pivot And if you don't find the pivot you're starting at you're starting at a disadvantage and if you don't know the pivot you can't call it travel so I, i can understand it both ways here
1: Thanks, Jim. I completely agree with that. You know, I mentioned that at the beginning here. If we can't identify a pivot foot, we can't and shouldn't be calling traveling violations. And if we're calling a traveling violation, we better be able to explain to a coach uh, what we saw there. And it needs to start with what foot was a pivot foot, in my opinion. Thanks, Jim, for that. All right, let's move on to the next play then. And uh, to set this up, uh, we've got number 25 in white, and he's going to be our ball handler the entire time and so we'll just go ahead and roll this and then uh, Tim I'm gonna throw this one to you and uh, get your thoughts on this play. Okay so we're gonna have a uh, drive down the lane and a big jump stop followed by the ball being knocked out of bounds off of white. No violations called here. Go ahead and run it again. All right, Tim, what do you see here? So
0: on, on this one, looking at it, I'm going to probably go no travel, and just from the angle, from what we're looking at, and the reason being is that because I look at the jump stop and then I see kind of a gallop, but I can't tell if both feet came off at the same time. I've got a little bit of, a, of an obstructed view with the, the, the defender's feet a little bit. So based off of the angle, like if I was a trail in this position and I'm seeing this, I'm probably going to pass on it because I don't see, uh, when I got the jump stop, obviously we know we can only do so many things and he can't take another step, he can jump up. And and in my opinion, it it looked like that probably both feet came off. If he galloped, if he did gallop though, I would want want that to be called a travel.
1: But from, like I said, from what I'm seeing, I'm I'm probably passing on this Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, Tim, I think you make some good points. The other thing we want to note is in a jump stop situation like this, the, the ball handler is allowed to come down with the, both feet nearly simultaneously. They don't have to be exactly at the same time to be considered what the rule book would call simultaneous uh, alighting. So we have to keep that in mind in this particular play as well. Now let me go wide on this, and uh, this is right about the point at which he's going to uh, gather and establish his pivot foot. So let's just run through this real quick. We got one more dribble in there and then we can probably say at that point this point right here and again this is important too we're all going to interpret the gather a little bit differently and this is part of the conversation that you might have with partners and with coaches who are asking about violations being called or not called and these are things that you're going to want to be able to explain Um, but what I have here is I'm probably not going to call I'm not going to say that there's a gather here until the right foot is down and so that's going to make the right foot our pivot foot in this case and at that point we have a jump stop and Tim, I'll let you please let me know if you agree with what I've said there. And, uh, yep. I gotcha. Do you think we got it? Yeah. That's what, like I said, that's what I saw, obviously the
0: jump stop. And then now with the feet being kind of planted. now, what can we do? And from the angle that I'm looking at from the film, it's too close. I mean, if he galloped, it's so close that I'm not, it's not worth it to me. Plus, We've got an out of bounds or going the other way. Let's just play ball. You know, that's one of those where, where I would want to see a, a true extra step where that where now you've got both feet on the ground. Now you see an extra full step. Okay. Now we're going to have to go travel. But this one was so, so tight as it was. I'm, I'm going to probably
1: let this one go. Very good. All right. Let's move on to the next one then. Um, <clears throat> This is an interesting one, and I'm going to throw this one to, to Robert out there in our, uh, our text and message land. And so, um, in addition to uh, getting your comments on this particular play, I'd also uh, like to hear w- uh, what kind of feedback we've got coming in from uh, our viewers and uh, get their thoughts on, on any of these plays or uh, um, uh, how things have started off here with the basketball meeting for MIBT Online. So Robert, welcome into the show. Uh it's great to have you alongside of us. And so what we've got here is this is going to be a transition play and I'll apologize that that the video is going to get a little grainy as the camera moves with. Uh, but I think we still have a good enough view here to pick up what we've got uh what we want. So we're going to have an uh full court end to end move here by uh I believe it's going to be number 4 here in white. He's just gathered a rebound and he is going to take off and be up to the ra- off to the races and we're going to have the famous Euro step. So uh, let me go ahead and run this. You see, four off to the races. Got one big step, and we've got our lead emphatically coming out here with the travel. Let me run this one more time. Okay, now this is really quick, and we're starting to see this uh happen uh more and more frequently as the kids are being trained on uh on doing moves such as these. This is a move that never existed when I was playing, right? Um, we we were lucky if uh we could get both feet down and and uh find one pivot foot and maybe move it one uh... once. And it, for me it was the basketball was like a hot potato. But these kids have gotten so good and so quick with the ball handling and their foot movements that uh it it can be really difficult to again identify the pivot foot as well as what happens after it so um, another thing i want to just mention here is that in the nba there's no question that this particular play would be legal Uh, right because the nba travel rule set is different from uh, ncaa and nfhs so let's keep that in mind when we get people telling us it's a euro step it has to be legal where they're watching it it probably is legal because the NBA allows you you that extra, they call it a gather step plus two beyond that, per my understanding of NBA rules. Um, We're not operating under the same rule set here. So uh, Robert, let's pitch this over to you. And uh, what do you think about this play?
3: Yeah, I I just wanna thank the viewers for making comments. We have a lot of uh, participation, Chris, and that's what we want. We have a text number that Tim's gonna put up and I'm getting a lot of comments in the YouTube chat. And I'm gonna read some of the most uh, current comments based on this last play. And it begins with, just because it's a Eurostep in and of itself does not make it illegal. So keep that in mind. Eurostep may seem funky to some people in the modern era, but by by its uh, uh, claim or definition, that doesn't make it illegal. Mm -hmm. Another viewer says, hey, this looks legal. Why? Well, he put his left foot down, which established him as his pivot foot, and he never put it back down. So with that being said, they." all the viewers unanimously view this play legal. And uh, so that's the take that we're getting back on this, Chris. And and to your uh, other question, we do have comments from the prior plays, but I don't want to get too confused here with this discussion. So I'm gonna shoot it back to you until you want comments on the prior plays as well.
1: Okay, so Robert, let me slow this down and see if anything that happens here changes your perspective uh, relative to what some of the, uh, the uh, our listeners and viewers have commented on here. So um, again, we're gonna kinda go through this frame by frame. It gets a little grainy here. And this could be part of the issue, right? We have a grainy video, but I'd like to go through this and first of all, see if we can identify when the gather occurs. And what establishes the pivot foot? Now, I think an argument could be made at this point. You tell me if you, you disagree or not, Robert, but I, I think an argument could be made that that right foot is the pivot foot right at this point because the gather has occurred at that point. Okay? And I'll just follow this through frame by frame. The left foot comes down. And now, if we've judged that that right foot was the pivot foot, then I think Based on that ruling, we've got to travel. But Robert, tell me what you see here, and I'll be happy to move this back and forth as you would like.
3: No, hey, uh, Dave, I appreciate you slowing it down to break it down in my eyes. So the way you described it and the way you slowed down the video does show like you claim. It does show that he gathered with his right foot down on the floor, which by definition defined it as his pivot foot. And with that being said yes he does come back down with the left and then he comes back down with the right so you do have traveling by definition because the right foot was established as the pivot foot because you can claim through that video in slow motion that's where he began to gather no doubt
1: and let's look at something else here there's a possibility that if we if we have said that the right foot is the pivot foot it looks like there may be a drag of the pivot foot here as well which could have made it to travel even before the lift and then the set back down is again. So this play is so hard, right? And again, the idea is not to uh, give accolades or to, to bash an official who's on these games, right? What we're trying to do is give everyone out there things to think about as the play is coming toward you or as you're following a play up the floor to, as to what should I be looking for? Where's my gather? What is my pivot foot at the time that the gather occurs? Do I have an angle to see the gather? Uh, If not, uh, maybe one of my partners was able to get it. Um, So, uh, in this case, we uh, We're gonna have to uh, wish that we were there and on the play, right, Uh, given the the, the video quality, but uh, from my perspective, um, it looks to me like there was a, a gather there with the right foot. and so we have a uh, again, in my opinion, we have a correct travel call in this case.
0: So So Dave so, we got uh, I guess the, we got a chat room uh, question. so Robert, what do you what do you got, Robert? Uh,
3: yeah, we have a gentleman in, the, in in the text that commented that he wants to hear Jim's take on this play. Dave, can we go to Jim and hear his uh, Absolutely. Comments on this play as All right,
0: well? Jim, so we'll get. We'll get uh, we'll get Jim up up here, and uh, we'll see what uh, what happens. So, so Jim, what do you got on this?
2: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna default that that's a really grainy video. <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes down it all comes down to perspective and where what the angles are, and in this particular position, the the lead should have you know a good angle on the feet but um, it all comes down to when did he possess the ball? If your judgment is that he possessed the ball while both feet were off sort of in the air, then that's your Euro step. If you believe that he possessed the ball when his right foot was down, then you got the right foot as the pivot and it all comes down to your judgment.
1: All right, absolutely. Yep. Okay, let's move on to the next one then. And uh, this one's going to be for Jim. So, Jim, take a look at this one. Uh, This is a post play. So, we've got uh, a a post coming in. He's going to screen the gentleman who's on the block. He's going to go out to the corner, and then he's going to establish post, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens at this point. Okay, we have a post entry. We've got some interesting footwork and a travel call by trail here so let's go ahead and run that again okay jim at first glance what do you think
2: i i think i think that it was a travel and the the right official is calling the travel because when when we're in a three-man position we're lucky in in some parts of Pennsylvania we have two men and in my area we have three men so I'm used to refereeing three men in both high school and college and I think a lot of times the lead is the one that makes the call here and in reality it, it, the person that should call this travel is the trail because the trail should be watching the feet and the lead should be watching the waist and above so uh in this particular situation it looks like the post player did that little bunny hop to sort of get himself acclimated to where he is and he lifted his pivot foot before he started to dribble which by definition is a travel and it was a good call by the trail
1: yeah yeah i'm i'm good with that and, and i think you bring up a really uh, good and interesting point and this is something that you're going to want to take care of as part of your pregame with your partners especially in the three-person mechanics Uh, If you look at this gym, there isn't a lot of room on the end line. I'm a big advocate of uh, the lead working deep, as deep as you possibly can, uh, to get a good angle, uh, because these kids are big, right? Uh, Number 45 here is a big boy, and 33 who's defending him, is also a pretty big kid, and when we have to be tight here on the end line, we really need help from the trail, and so as part of my pregame, we talk about that, that we want the trail to take care of uh, feet, of traveling, of uh, possibly even hip displacement by our post defender uh, and let the lead take care of the stuff that's above the waist or even above the shoulders so uh, good on that. Uh, Robert anything from our our messages uh, related to this play?
3: No we didn't get any uh, comments on that one so uh, we can move forward.
1: All right, we'll move on to the next one then. Um, This is an interesting one and uh, Tim I'm going to give this one to you but uh... this is this is uh... our focus here is going to be on number ten in white who's currently out at the top of the key and uh... we want to uh... pay attention he's going to receive a pass he's going to dribble to the right wing and uh... then we're going to have a spin move we see there's a spin which leads into an awkward shot and let me show that again and then Tim I'd like to get your opinion on this one buddy
0: all right so look looking at this it's <laughs> once again you know we're, we're only as as good as the, as the film that that we see and so if you run it through again we'll, we'll go wide on it again just so we can you can see now the center is is focused in on this right away and that's I mean that's where he's that's all he's got, you know, obviously. So if you go you got here, so where's you know where's the gather? So then you have to ask yourself, okay, what's the, who's where's the foot established? So if it's kind of that left foot, then you know, here, here you go. Now what's gonna happen? What can he do now? And it looks like it's you lose it. So does that other one go down? It looks like it stays up. So because I lose the lose the foot there, once again I'm probably gonna let this one go because I don't see a clear whether it's like a, a, a you know a hop or a set i mean it looks like it's pivot foot then up you know one and up and and that's where i would probably pass on a on a travel like this because i want it to i, I want to see it I, I need to make sure and then that's what we call it make it be there you know and like one of those things where if it's not there in the film and i can't find it on the film then i, I don't necessarily want to call it and that doesn't mean we always officiate to the film but we want it to be that big that everybody in the in the gym knows it and if i have to you know get out the micrometer and see if that foot did go down or you know another foot another little step then i don't know if that's big enough big enough to call so i you know that was not called to travel on this one and i would i would agree with this particular play i would agree with that
1: yeah i completely agree with you tim on this particular play uh we want to make sure that we are calling travels that are there uh, one of my big philosophies is i would rather miss something that is there than to call something that isn't and at real time it looks strange uh, you will hear people have the opinion that there is no spin move that can be legal uh, because the pivot foot is always going to move during that spin situation and here i think maybe we have a couple millimeters uh, we're not gonna argue or split hairs on that but certainly not enough and in real time with the speed that these kids are are working at to Uh, put this into a travel. So in my opinion we've got a correct no-call situation here. So thanks Tim for that. Alright we've got one more travel play and we're gonna go through this one pretty quickly. This is an end-of-game scenario uh, and White has the lead and we're just gonna follow our our ball handler here. He's gonna come toward us and again the video is is grainy because we're in transition but uh, uh, Robert um, I'm gonna let you go ahead and take a look at this one. And so here we go. So we've got ball handler coming toward us, uh, possibly a bit of a slide there. And our trail is coming in with a foul on blue. Go ahead and run this again. Okay. Robert, first impression of this play. What do you see?
3: I guess my, my eyes aren't that good. I, I, I'm not going to comment. I'm going to look to the viewers on this one to see if they have any comments related to this play. But uh, Dave, I'm going to deflect it back to you.
1: Okay. So let me slow this down. And, and that's, a, that's a really good uh, thing here, Robert. So viewers, as you're seeing this, um, aside from telling me we need to get better video, which we're efforting on, um, see what we see here. So we still have uh, dribble going on here. We've got looks like one last dribble, okay? We, if we have a gather here, it's barely, and I don't see either foot off the ground yet. Now our right foot has come down. Left foot comes down. We have a pivot, and as we're in the middle of a pivot, we have a foul by number two. Now, we're not going to talk about the the foul, whether it is or isn't here. Again, this is a late game scenario. And so, uh, viewers, anybody who's uh, on their keyboards, uh, let us know. What do you think about this play?
3: Okay. We do have some comments from the viewers and uh, unanimously right now, they don't think that there's a travel, even in the slow motion. Uh, they didn't see anything that was illegal. That's uh, from the comments we're getting from the viewers.
1: Perfect. All right. I completely agree. Do we have any dissenting votes from the panel? Uh, I'm good. Jim, Jim, you're good. I'm good. All right. Very good well um, hope you found some of these travel videos to be uh, useful for you something that that you might be able to use um, I'd like to say take these uh, take these videos and these thoughts to your local associations uh, this this is a kind of a time where I can um, maybe just make a point that um, for me I uh, I love being a part of mibtonline.com, but I also love being part of my local group, my local association. We're not here trying to uh, take membership from your local groups. Uh, What we're trying to do is augment your education and to give you some things to take back when you have that feedback, right? Officiating is a relational avocation, right? We're establishing relationships all the time. We're establishing relationships with the coaches. We're establishing relationships with other officials and we're even establishing relationships with the players in some cases uh, there's no better way to work on your establishment of these relationships than to attend your local association meetings and get to know some of your other officials because there's a good chance you're probably going to be working with them uh, in the future so um, with that in mind we'll move on to our next topic which is uh, another one that um, we we hear a lot about from uh, points of emphasis uh, when we're starting our seasons, but also again from our coaches. Uh, the coaches would like us to get more consistent when it relates to verticality, and so I've got some uh, plays here, and we'll we'll go through those. So again, just a couple cliffs notes here. Um, by the way, uh, it was completely unintentional that uh, these these two. Uh, topics happen to align right next to each other in Rule 4 of the rule book. That was uh, uh, completely a coincidence, so uh, don't think I was just being lazy and went to one page and decided to do a couple topics. But uh, where verticality is concerned, we know that this is relative to a legal guarding position, right? Um, 445-1 tells us that. Uh, the defender is allowed to raise their arms and to leave their, fe- their feet while staying in their vertical plane. So we can have a defender jump with their arms over their head, and as long as they stay vertical, we uh, should not be penalizing that kind of defense. And then finally, the offensive player cannot clear out and is not afforded any more protections than the defender when we reach this situation. So uh, with that, let's get into our videos. And here we've got kind of a different angle, Uh, but we're going to see play coming down in transition. And uh, we're going to have some contact uh, at the low block for uh, the player going up for a layup. So let's uh, go ahead and run this. And you can see we've got our center coming in. And uh, go ahead and and making a push call here on this play. I'm going to go ahead and run it again. And then, Jim, I'm going to throw it to you. And uh, you tell me what you see here. All right, Jim, what do you got? Seems like I'm getting the tough ones here. This is, a,
2: <laughs> this, is a, this is kind of tough. One of the things you always want to think about is you want to ref the defense and be aware of the offense. So right here, you have to be saying to yourself, you know, what is he doing illegal as of right now? And that backboard puts All right, let's just see one. All right, I'm gonna make the decision here. I don't, I, I, have, a legal, I have a legal play by the defender. Um, is there some contact? Yes. Is the offense jumping into him? Yes. Um, is he jumping from A to B? Yes, but he's, he's vertical, right? Like there, I have nothing. So uh, you gotta just ask yourself, what did the defender do wrong? and I don't see him doing anything wrong here.
1: Yeah, Jim, I'm in complete alignment with you on this one. Um, I think, in my opinion, this is not really one of those calls that you want to go um, sell yourself and the rest of the game on. Um, especially if this is early on in a game, you're going to be uh, kind of establishing a tone, right? When we if we're going to make this call then we kind of have to make this call all night and i, I agree with you at, at the initial point of contact the majority of this contact is initiated by the offense on a defender who has jumped straight up in the air basically he has aligned himself with uh, 445 uh... dash two i believe it is uh... that we talked about in the last slide and uh... i i agree with you on this one
2: when if, if i could just say one thing if we if we watch the reaction of the offense, we're going to get the call wrong most of the time.
1: Hmm.
2: So if you, if you, if you ref the reaction, instead of the action, you're going to get the call wrong. So offensive players are trying to flop. I mean, this particular player, I think fell down and just ref the defense and see what the defense does wrong.
1: All right, I like it. Okay, next play then. Hey, can, we're we, gonna...
3: can we can uh, we bring a viewer's comment in?
1: Please, 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 please Robert.
3: All right. Uh, so, unanimously, all the viewers are stating that this is no foul, and uh, there is though a question: who touched the ball last? Would you want to make a comment on that? Because let's let's say we're in unanimous judgment, and we do not have a foul on the defense. But uh, what direction are we going at the end of this play, or for the ensuing uh, inbound play?
1: Okay. Great thing, great question by MIBT online viewers here. So we're getting screened a little bit by the backboard, which makes it tough. I'm also gonna comment that's a, that's a height that I've never jumped to in my life. Um, so I have no frame of reference for how to block a shot like that. But um, if, I, if I was calling official on here, I'm gonna probably give this ball back to White, simply because the direction that the ball went uh, we have Ten White's hand behind the ball. He's gonna throw it toward the backboard and the ball changes directions and ends up out of bounds.
0: And D- Dave, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out the, the eagle eye. You know, I agree with you. I once told an official that he came in and said, hey, I saw the, it go the other way. And I said, no, no, I saw the change in rotation of the ball. Mm-hmm. So like, if you look at that, you can actually see the change in rotation on the ball, and I know we're kind of blocked, so you can see how kind of, there's no, in my opinion, it's, it, it takes some physics into account, there's no way that White really could have probably touched that, the way the ball goes, and so I, I'm with you, I mean, that, that's a great question by the group, Absolutely. And, and yeah, it, and, and that's one of those where, you know, we could kind of open the can of worms on philosophy, but like where it might have been a marginal call, I mean, I think I'm in agreement that we probably should pass on this, but now, We just give them back, you know, we give the white back the ball underneath and sometimes people are happy
1: with that. Yep, very good. Okay. So in the interest of time, I'm going to skip this video. We'll go to one that's a little bit more clear. And uh, here we have a situation where we're going to have a missed shot followed by an offensive rebound by, uh, I believe it's 25 blue who has the white headband on and is uh, currently near the free throw line. And then we're going to have some... Some post action here. We don't have the best angle here, but I think it's good enough that we can take a look at it. So here we go. We have a missed shot. Excellent rebound by 25. He comes back up. And our lead is gonna pass on this call as he puts the ball in. Let's run it again. And then Robert, this one's yours, my friend. Robert, what do you think? Let's
3: see it again, okay so
1: got a missed shot. Good rebound. Now we need to watch both 33 and the 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 player who's got his hand down over top of uh, the rebounder here.
3: Yeah, that's what uh, that's what put my antenna up was when he dropped his arms down over the shooter, right? when that backside defender drops his arms down over the shooter. Now the verticality is not vertical anymore. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's beyond.
1: Any thoughts on the, the player here jumping back into the defender? Or do you think Definitely the contact- taking
3: into account, um, is he going, is he jumping A to B? Is he, is he actually going into the defender? Uh, yes. Let me see what some of the viewers have to say here. Um, it appears the ball goes in the basket. Play unless you have an obvious advantage from the contact. Hard to see from that angle. I agree, bad angle. And then another viewer says they have nothing. Maybe you can uh, walk us through it a little bit more clearly, there, Dave.
1: Okay. Well, I want to say up front that I I have this as a correct no call. Um, For me, this is not enough, and part of the reason for that is because the ball goes in. Now, I know you're going to get some associations that are going to say they don't care about that, right? Uh, But this, in my opinion, would be a game interrupter. we got a really strong player who played through what, in my opinion, was minimal contact, uh, and also, in my opinion, did jump back slightly into the defender. So, for me, this is a... uh, this is a no call. This is a play on, and uh, and we move on. And
3: that's Dave, the I got, got, a, I got a quick question.
0: The... Quick question on, on this one. So you have got this play, and if you can go back on it real quick, you'll see that you've got that contact initially before he goes before he goes up. The the defender on the far side puts his arm on, but it doesn't really sure. displace. Even though you've got the, the you see his arm right there, and right now it's still in the rebounding. I mean, I guess. If you thought that contact dip displaced, we're, we're not talking verticality now, we're talking something else. But now we've, get, we've got the ball. So what happens? 33? It's like you said, angle's tough, but right there. If you stop right there, you, and, and I don't know, you can answer this question. It's probably better than. That. If you see both hands go up, then there's, then there's not, the contact is not there because you'd see one hand stay, stay down. I mean, if you, is that a philosophy that you, so you've talked or you've thought about before or maybe taught before where this has got to be clean because he's a strong player and it's clean enough because he got both hands and made, made a pretty solid layup.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, and we have to keep in mind our angle is not good here. Uh, we, we have the angle that the camera gives us. The lead has a completely different angle and is certainly much closer. Um, and so, uh, for me, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to take into account the strength of the player. Uh, not that we're going to let him get uh, bounced around all night long and just get mugged. Um, but in situations like this, we're going to give him the opportunity to uh, uh, make a basket here and there's nothing to say that we can't have a, what what some people the fans in the stands would would call a late whistle on this if we think there is contact and uh, uh, the layup is 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 missed or not gotten off because the 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 player um, can't get it off and returns to the floor we can come back to a foul on this as well uh, there's nothing wrong with a late whistle Uh, despite what people are going to tell you. I have no problem with any of my partners coming up with late whistles because I know they're not anticipating calls in that case and they're seeing the play through to completion. So, my opinion, uh, this is a play on. So, uh, if we don't have any other discussion on this, we'll move on to the next one. Okay, now, in this one, uh, we're going to have to watch this pretty close. Uh, Jim, I'm going to seek your input on this one. And uh, we're gonna have uh, uh, some some funny business here in the backcourt. We've got gold uh, working the ball up the court and we're gonna have a turnover followed by a quick transition and layup attempt here uh, on the right block. So let's run this. Okay, as you can see, we had a turnover followed by an immediate pickup run to the basket and we'll run it again. Now this is interesting on a couple different levels but Jim I'd like to get your opinion on this one to start with and I'll try to run it slowly here as you're as you're talking.
2: Yeah, again it's all about angles and this angle doesn't give me an obvious foul by the defense Let me just see, does he swipe down? I can't tell if he swipes down or not, but one of the things to think about, especially when you're talking about transition is that when a defender is retreating towards the basket, it's hard for it's, you're not going to have a foul on a, on a verticality. If he's retreating, the only time he's going to foul is if he swipes down. So in this particular play, he's retreating to the basket and the offense is jumping into him. So the only thing that could be a foul, in my opinion, is if he swipes down.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I got a small screen and I can't tell if he's swiping down or not.
1: Okay. Well, let me, uh, let me ask Tim, uh, what, do you, what do you see on this, buddy? So on this one,
0: <laughs> Jim's got a great, great point. Because if you go, if you run it through to, or kinda, I guess you got to back it up now, but uh, you'll see right, there is a swipe, uh, somewhat of a swipe down, and you're gonna see it right there. Now, the only question we have to ask ourselves, and Jim's, the game is, the game is about angles, and all officiating, it's about angles. So, from this angle, we can't tell if that swipe down, you know, the, the block attempt is creating contact. If that block attempt is creating contact on the arm, and obviously affects the shot, and, it looks like it does because he misses it. If that happened, then yeah, that's a foul. And our lead who's in transition, now the one thing I'll say is that sometimes when you're moving in transition, you can, your eyes can play, play tricks on you and, and, and something like that can look like a foul, but it might not be because of the action. You know, he goes, it's a quick, it's a quick hit. But to, to Jim's point exactly, if the lead sees contact on that swipe down, foul. If there's no contact, Clean, you know, if, if the ball is clean, then it's clean. But I'm gonna go with the official because he's a lot closer and he's got a better angle than I do. And if he saw contact, that's a fall.
1: All right, yeah, very good. I, those are great points, Tim, Jim. I appreciate your insight. The other thing I, I would just add real quickly on this, and then I wanna see if there's any comments from the viewers on this, is again, our angle isn't the best, but one of the things that we can't necessarily see here is There are times where the defender, his arms will be forced down because of the contact that's initiated by the offensive player. So if we have an offensive player, and in my opinion, we do have some initiation of contact here, that may naturally cause the torso to displace and the arms to come down. And we do need to consider that as a factor when we're uh, determining illegal contact uh, on an airborne shooter like this. Can can I ask you
0: real quick uh, something? And uh, we might have, we'll get to Jim, I think, but let me ask you something real quick. I, if you go back to the play, and I know this is a semantic, but I think it's important because look what the official calls. If you if hmm. you if you see what he calls, he calls a block. So are we saying that you know this type of contact would fall into a block, or is this illegal contact up high? And I know it seems like hey, a is a foul, but. It, it, it kind of gives us an insight to what the official saw or what the official's judgment is. Would, would we go block on this in any scenario from
2: what we can see from this angle?
1: Mm.
2: Well, that's, that was my point that you just picked up, is that if he's saying a block, I don't see a block. If he comes out, he's communicating to everybody with his signals that he feels that the defender's not vertical. And in my judgment, I don't have a problem with the defender's verticality. I have a problem on the swipe down. I think he would get less pushback if he came down and said, you know, the file was across the arm. Hmm. But I don't see anything illegal about the verticality of him with the block.
1: So if you had a file, you'd be going with illegal use of hands in this case, if I understand you correctly. All right, very good. Any comments from viewers on this, Robert?
3: We have a lot of comments from viewers. Uh, Unanimously, no one believes that this is a block. So that is one in agreement. Uh, We do have comments stating that uh, they believe, one, there was first a foul on the steal that wasn't commented on. Uh, Two, if we do have a foul would be on the dribbler, the ball handler, player control, because he initiates the contact. And uh, three, if there was in fact a foul, then it would be at minimum a push or illegal use of the hands there. those are the comments from the viewers tonight on that play.
1: Okay. Very good. Let's do one more and then we'll finish up our night here. Uh, Again, wanna just say thanks to everybody for uh, sticking with us tonight. Hope you found this useful. Um, Here we have another uh, quick change. Uh, We've got uh, Blue with the ball in the corner and uh, they're in their backcourt. And the ball's about to get stolen. We've got a great save. Uh, back into about the free throw lane, and then um, I'm gonna. I'd like to have uh, Robert comment on this one, if you would please. We'll show it in real time. Here we got a steal, a great save, a pass. Then we have a uh, uh, a nice layup here. Uh, should we have an N1 here? Let me run this again. Okay. Robert, any thoughts on this? I'll run this back for you. Okay, so we have the save and bounds. Again, it's our friend number four from the traveling play. Good player, by the way. Excellent player. Going to come in. Going to have a little contact. Who initiates? And we have a made basket. As you see that, Robert, do you have anything here one way or the other?
3: No, we're playing on. If, if you do have any any initiate, I mean, the, the defender is vertical, right? The defender is vertical and God, does he have a right to defend himself? That offensive player is strong and he's going hard to the goal. And the defender kind of goes in an awkward uh, body movement there, but it wasn't because he initiated a vertical leap. So definitely no foul on the defense. Uh, you know, grant the, 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 the score and let's just keep playing on. That's, that's what I have. Um, let's take a look to see what the viewers may comment on. Looks like nothing. Uh, they also say that uh, we got possibly off offense initiating contact, um, but uh, the viewers have nothing on this. How about you, Dave, what do you have?
1: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And since I was a center on this play, I, I even more hundred percent agree with this one. Um, this is one of those where the, the only contact that's there was initiated by the offense. Um, it, it, as I mentioned in a previous slide, it displaces the defender's torso, and that causes his arms to come down. And you know, another thing that's important to note here is the, the handedness of the player. We've got a left-handed player here, and so he's on his strong side and more than strong enough to go ahead and make this basket. Um, on my crew, uh, in a game like this, Um, We are going to just play on on this one. And as you can see, coach is going to try to stem the tide here. We've got a run and he's going to go ahead and call a timeout. Um, All right. And now it's time on mibtonline.com for our play of the week. And so this is going to be our play for this week, October 4th. And uh, in the, uh, to try to be uh, kind of, uh, I guess we'll say, uh, self-abasing here, I'm going to throw up our first, play, first basketball play of the week ever. I'm going to throw this up on a call that I made uh, in this same game from the video we were just watching. Uh, so um, what we've got here, as I set this up, is we've got a sideline throw-in in in Blue's front court, and we're going to have a pass out toward uh, the division line, and then I'm going to let it run. I'm going to run it two times. We're not going to slow this down this time. Uh, We're going to let you think about this and watch this uh, over again, and we want your comments on this, and in a minute I'm going to let you know how you can comment on this play. But let me know what you think. we got a throw-in here. We have three dribbling toward the end line. Steps on the center line, the division line, and the calling official, yours truly, goes with the backcourt violation. Let me go ahead and run this again. All right. So there you have it. Uh, that's our play of the week and so here's what we want you to think about in regards to this play. Um, I've got three options here and uh, you can feel free to add whatever comments that you want. Uh, We're going to tally these all up. We're going to talk about this at the beginning of our next meeting and uh, we'll see what you viewers think about this. So, uh, What's the proper ruling in this particular play? First option is we have a blocking foul on the guarding defender. Second option is we have the backcourt violation, which was what was called in this case. And I'm going to put a third option in here, which is we have a blocking foul, but only because the contact caused the ball ball handler to violate by going into the division line and thus into the backcourt. So let us know what you think about that. And again, I just want to say thank you tonight for your uh, participation, for tuning in with us. You got to, one more so people know how to. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, you can tell it's my first time. But uh, uh, to, to, uh, to comment and participate on this play of the week, and we do want your feedback. We want everyone's feedback. Uh, you can let us know what you think about this play by uh, hitting up Twitter, at Officially Speak. Or you can send in an email to tim at mibtmedia.com. And so, Tim, that's all I've got for us tonight. Again, uh, thanks. As I said, it's been a lot of fun. Appreciate talking with the panelists, and uh, uh, I can't wait to do this again with you guys uh, in the coming weeks.
0: Yep. Now, we appreciate everybody who watched. We'll run, we'll run around the panel here real quick and uh, thank everybody. Uh, so, our, our first you know out of the gate jim joined us so jim hey thank you so much for all your insight hopefully you can be part of this we really appreciate it
2: thanks a lot i had a great time really all enjoyed right. talking everybody
0: I. Right. Really, really 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 appreciate it and then we're going to throw things over to robert ybarra oh i love robert 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 <laughs> thanks for being here buddy m-i-b-t go to our apparel store
3: <laughs> that's right Hey, viewers, thank you for your comments, man. We got some uh, great viewers that uh, love this game and we're all here to learn together. And we're certainly here to learn from you, very viewers. So please continue your participation. We encourage it. And thank you for a wonderful host uh, organizing this meeting tonight, Dave. I thought you did an excellent job.
0: So, so okay. Um, I'm gonna say that I, we're not, we'll we're, we're get the call in line, but we're running a little bit late. So we're gonna pass on the call in line tonight. But we do have a, like a studio line. We're going to have that up and running in, in, in meetings coming uh, forward here. So just to kind of give you a rundown of what to expect. So this is kind of like our free preview. Please consider joining MIBTOnline.com. Like I said, $39 a year gets you full access to everything. We're going to have a whole new website coming in a couple of weeks too. It's going to be great. Baseball, basketball, football, you name it. We're going to add sports. $59 bucks for the insurance. I am telling you people just join for the insurance because you don't, you're just not gonna get a, a, an insurance package like that, I don't think, any, anywhere else, especially with this, the supplemental medical. Next week, we will have our clinic. Now, we're hosting that clinic in conjunction with the, uh, the Rock River, for the Illinois folks, the uh, Rock Rivers Officials Association and the uh, White Pines Official Associations for the Illinois people. We're all doing that together. Illinois officials, you'll get credit for a clinic if you'd like. If you join our association, you get the clinic. So that's part of, part of our deal. If you, just don't, if you just want the clinic, you can go uh, and, and just sign up for the, the clinic as well. Uh, just go to mybtownline.com and, and hit clinic and you'll, you'll, get, you'll find everything that you need, need to find. Um, or you can email me and I'll get you the information for the clinic. And then we're going to take a week off and then we'll be back at the end of the month on October 25th. And we're going to try to do do Sundays every Sunday with a couple Sundays off because a lot of who knows when we're going to start basketball, but obviously the holidays and everything. But we're going to be here through the season and just, you know, talking basketball and trying to make us all better. And send us your plays, by the way. If you've got some plays that you want us to break down, send them in to us, timandmibtmedia.com. We'll be happy to look at them. We do it for football. We'll do it for basketball. As you're starting to do your Thanksgiving tournaments, your Christmas tournaments, whatever it might be, let us see these plays because, heck, uh, we can learn from one another because we're only going to get better here. So I want to thank, like you know, Robert mentioned mentioned it, but I want to thank Dave. Dave, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. Great job. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun, Tim. Uh, you guys are running a, a, a great thing here. I'm so happy to be a part of it, and uh, hopefully my MIBT swag is here by the next meeting, and I'll be uh, properly decked out. But uh, Again, thanks for the time and uh, uh, appreciate the opportunity to, to share this with the, the viewers. So, thank you, Dave. Thanks, everybody, for watching.
0: For MIBT Online, I'm Tim Kiefer. We'll catch you next Sunday, 12 p.m. Central for the clinic or in a couple weeks for the meeting. Please join. We'll catch you uh, whenever we catch you next time. Have a great night, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening to the MIBTOnline.com podcast. Join today at MIBTOnline.com. We'll catch you next time.